No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. And now that we're a couple of months removed from the World Series and spring training is still a couple of months away, we really are in the middle of the baseball dead season. This is the hot stove time of the year. So it's a perfect occasion to talk about a new book by Tom Stone. It's titled, Now Taking the Field, Baseball's All-Time Dream Teams for All 30 Franchises. And let me tell you, this book is something else. It's 600 pages. This is not one of those books that was written uh, in a couple of weeks by just some fan. This is a very thorough, methodical uh, look at every team in baseball history, every franchise, explaining its methodology for <laughs> determining the best player in each position for each of those franchises. And it is a pleasure to welcome to the sporting life the man who undertook this book, writing this book, now taking the field, Tom Stone. Tom, thank you for being with us. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Honored to be with you. Tom, this is, uh, as I said, quite an undertaking, and it's very thorough. You must be obsessive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's kind of got a long history to it. I grew up in the early, I was born in the early 70s, and by the early 80s, I was into, you know, I was one of those kids that played baseball, but living in Rochester, New York, you can't play year-round weather-wise, and so I had one of those big paperback, uh, big, you know, 2,000-page encyclopedias, and I'd pour through the stats and argue with my friends about who should be in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. So I've been thinking about this topic of who the best players are for a very long time. Now, obviously, this is something, you know, real baseball fans love to have these debates. You know, if you're a Yankees fan, for instance, who's the greatest center fielder in Yankees history? Is it DiMaggio or is it Mantle? It's obviously not Earl Coombs, even though he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, there are a lot of teams, obviously, where, you know, we're debating players not of that caliber as the greatest ever at their position for that particular franchise. When you make your final determination, and I've looked through the book, but I'm not going to give it away, are, are, are you choosing based on, on peak performance, meaning a player who, uh, uh, performed at his very best over a short burst of time, or is it about longevity? Is it about, you know, choosing somebody, um, I can't think of a great example off the top of my head, but let's say pitchers from the Boston Red Sox, like Smokey Joe Wood for two or three years, as good a pitcher as there has ever been versus somebody, uh, you know, might have pitched for the Red Sox for like 10 years, like, I guess like a Tim Wakefield, right? Who was never that dominant, right? but obviously had more wins and, and, and accumulated more stats. How did you choose? Yeah, good question. So I, I tried to strike a balance between those two things and, one of the ways that I did that actually was, uh, you know, a lot of authors have written on this before. We've had lots of fan surveys going back to the 50s, actually, on, on all-time dream teams like this. I wanted to do things a little differently in a couple of ways. One, I chose a full 30-man roster, so that gave me a fair amount of room instead of just a starting lineup and a few pitchers. That gave me a lot of room to have both guys that had been with each club for a long time, as well as those that were maybe shorter tenure, but had really strong peak performances. And then also my use of, win of wins above replacement, one of those newer sabermetric stats, it's sort of a baseline statistic to get me going. It wasn't the only thing I looked at, and we can talk more about the methodology here in a minute. But um, but I did start with war, but I didn't just look at their total war for that club. I also looked at their peak, their top three war seasons. That's what I used to measure peak. And so I, I looked at both total war 
peak war. I looked at, uh, you know, long tenure with the team, but also their best seasons. We're speaking with Tom Stone about his new book, and it really is, I think, something that a lot of baseball fans will get a kick out of. Now taking the field, baseball's all-time dream teams for all 30 franchises. And, you know, you start where um, I think most people would, would think you would start when you're talking about all-time dream teams for franchises. You start with the Yankees. When you think about the Yankees, you've got, <clears throat> you know, you've got Ruth and you've got Gehrig and you've got Mantle and DiMaggio and, and Barra and, you know, a handful, half a dozen of the greatest players in baseball history. I think we're up to like nine Yankees now who are in the Hall of Fame who never played so much as a game for any other team. Um, what is the most loaded single position for any team in baseball history? We mentioned center field for the Yankees. Those two guys are at the top. Is is DiMaggio Mantle the most loaded, the toughest call anywhere? Yeah, I would say DiMaggio Mantle in terms of who would be the number one there. And then you've got Earl Combs and Bernie Williams. So you've even got some good depth there in center field for the Yankees. Um, Dodgers' number one pitcher, I think Sandy Koufax and Clayton Kershaw, if you look at regular season, performances, it's it's a very close call. If you include the postseason, of course, Koufax comes out way ahead, um, but that would be a close call. In terms of overall depth, though, going back to the Yankees, at catcher, they're pretty strong. Yogi Berra, Bill Dickey, Thurman Munson, Jorge Posada, Elston Howard, Gary Sanchez now. I mean, lots of great players. I mean, probably one reason that the Yankees have been so good over such a long period of time and catcher such an important position, and they've always had some great We're speaking with Tom Stone about his new book, Now Taking the Field, Baseball's All-Time Dream Teams for All 30 Franchises. Now, with all due respect uh, to some of the teams I'm going to mention now, it's fun, and you can have these very sophisticated arguments uh, and high-stakes arguments when you're talking about the Yankees or the Athletics or the Dodgers or... Or the Giants, Giants first base, that's a tough one too, you know, uh, McCovey and Cepeda, Bill Terry, uh, we could go back, uh, some more Jack Clark. <clears throat> what about some of these newer franchises where there's not, um, you know, there aren't any, uh, obvious choices? Is it hard to kind of choose among the guys who are just kind of okay? Yeah, I found two things to be hard. I found it hard to do the, the, the big name franchises, like you mentioned the longstanding ones, particularly the National League ones that go back to the 1800s, and, and those teams that have the most rabid fans, like the Cubs and the Yankees and the Red Sox, because you, you want to get it right, otherwise you'll hear about it, and I certainly have heard about it on Facebook and, and elsewhere. But yeah, the expansionary teams, particularly the four most recent ones from the 90s, like the Rays, the Rockies, Marlins, and the Diamondbacks, picking a starting lineup is one thing, but when you got to go to pick backups, now you're getting to some guys that really don't seem to fit well with the concept of an all-time dream team. You know, backup catcher for the Rays or backup shortstop for some of these teams, things like that. So yeah, that got to be a little bit of a stretch and a little bit of an eye roll exercise. I mean, they were they were fine players, played many years for those clubs, but not exactly the perennial all stars that you'd expect. And you're and you're talking about franchises in in all their iterations. So when you're talking about, correct me if I'm wrong, and we're talking to Tom Stone about his new book, now taking the field. Uh, where he picks dream teams for all 30 major league franchises. If we're talking about the Atlanta Braves, they are the original major league franchise, right? Or the longest running. They are the Cincinnati Red Stockings, right? Who became the Boston Braves and eventually the Milwaukee Braves and then the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, my criteria was it had to be a continuously running franchise in a technical sense. So there were a few teams that, uh, I forget which ones, but in the 1800s there was a lot of movement. And it seemed like maybe it was the same team, but technically it had a new owner, a new roster from one year to the next. But in a lot of those cases, 
uh, it was a continuously running franchise from the 1870s or 1880s all the way through modern times. And that means that for some fans of, say, the Minnesota Twins, I am including their time as the Washington Senators, which for some Twins fans, they might not care as much as uh, about those players. But the benefit is when you look at that roster, all the more loaded because you got the big train Walter Johnson as your ace pitcher. So here's a tough one too. Okay, Tom. So you know you've got um, you've got Grover Cleveland Alexander, arguably one of the four or five greatest pitchers of all time, right? Uh, mostly with the Philadelphia Phillies, but also with the St. Louis Cardinals. That's you know the teams people associate him mostly with. Um, you got Steve Carlton pitching half a century, 60 years later than Grover Cleveland Alexander. And you're not just choosing a starting four or starting five. You're choosing a greatest starting pitcher for each franchise, right? Yeah, I put them in order. So, yeah, that was a tough one. The Phillies were pretty strong with Carlton Alexander and Robin Roberts coming in third. So, yeah. Not bad. So so who won, Carlton or Alexander? I, I rated Carlton higher in part because Alexander had more of a split career. Carlton, of course, started with the Cardinals. But um, but Lefty had such good years. I think, what was it, four Cy Youngs with the Phillies or something along those lines? So. Oh, four Cy Youngs. Winning 27 games for what, like a 54-win team or something like that, right? Or a 60-win team. No doubt. So it's interesting, though. So, you know, what you're doing, and I think only baseball geeks like us would care about these distinctions, but you're not saying, for instance, that Steve Carlton was a better pitcher than Grover Cleveland Alexander. You're just saying he was a better Philly than Grover Cleveland Alexander. Yeah, and that's a key point. And, and another thing I did that not all authors and, and so on that have done this in the past have done is I allowed players to make more than one of these rosters. So Frank Robinson is the one that comes to mind first. He split his career between the Orioles and Reds. He's a starter on both of those rosters in my book. Eddie Collins, Lefty Grove, Jimmy Fox, lots of players make it on more than one roster, and especially Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson, for sure. Tris Speaker, players that made it for the expansion era teams in particular, because it's easier to make those rosters, a lot less talent to go through. So lots of players make two, and a handful actually ended up making three. Raleigh Fingers is one. Uh, Nolan Ryan is another. Uh, and then maybe a little controversially for people that uh, that maybe aren't a fan of his anymore, but A-Rod makes it on the three, Mariners, Yankees, and Rangers. Certainly the stats are there. We're speaking with Tom Stone. Again, his new book, and it's a lot of fun, is now taking the field. Baseball's all-time dream teams for all 30 franchises. I'm sure people ask you this all the time. You've been studying this for years. You've put this all down in black and white. Um, the obvious answer, you know, with all those greats is the Yankees, but they're it doesn't necessarily mean that um, they're certainly not the strongest in every position. No team is the strongest in every position, but but there are a few positions at which you know there there aren't all time greats uh, for the Yankees as there are for other teams. Overall, best team, full roster versus somebody else's full roster. What are the two greatest all time franchises in baseball history? I do get asked that a lot. I think if you just look at the hitting lineup, the Yankees would probably be at the top. Um, you can make a case for the Giants. They've got a pretty stacked lineup as well. Maybe a few other teams would be competitive hitting-wise. I didn't even mention Johnny Mize when we talk about first base, right, for the Giants. I mean, That's right. you're talking about Mize, McCovey, yeah, Cepeda a little bit, Bill Terry. Um, in uh, in the 1920s, uh, they had a Hall of Famer at first base, too. Who was it? It was... Uh, um, well, Bill Terry was back then. Bill Terry in the 1920s, yeah. And he hit 4 yeah. 401 in yeah. 1930. And then, and then their outfield with Willie Mays, Barry Ponds, and Mel Ott. I mean, that's... Arguably as good as the Yankees. Yep. So, 
they're very strong. Relief pitching, I would I would say the Yankees are as strong as anyone with Mariano Rivera, Goose Gossett, Sparky Lyle, Dave Rigetti. Very, very strong. It's the starting pitching where the Yankees aren't quite as good as some of the other clubs. they got great players, Hall of Famer Whitey Ford, Lefty Gomez. They've got Ron Guidry, Andy Pettit. Certainly no slouches there. But when you compare it to some of the other teams. No red roughing. Yeah, like, like the Dodgers. The Dodgers, like I said earlier, with Koufax and Kershaw, along with Drysdale and Vance and Sutton. Or the Giants with, with Hubble and, uh, and Christy Madison and Juan Marichal. Great pitchers there. And then, as you mentioned, the Cart- or the Phillies, rather, with Carlton Alexander, Roberts, and others. So I think from a pitching standpoint, some other teams could, could top, top the eight. Tom, well, thank you for writing this book and spending all the time researching it. It really could be an endless source of amusement for anyone who wishes to pick it up. It is titled Now Taking the Field, Baseball's All-Time Dream Teams for All 30 Franchises, an encyclopedic look at the rosters of all of baseball's teams. Tom Stone, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Real pleasure talking with you. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.